0: Welcome to The Awakened Collective, where we explore the topics of love, spiritual consciousness, and our divine purpose on this planet. Join us as we uncover the truth that our thoughts shape our reality. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the Awaken Collective podcast. I am Rick Gregory, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. And a special thank you to Audio Alchemy Productions and Danny Anderson. Thank you, Danny. Hey, thanks for joining us today. And as always, I just want to remind you that you are a divine extension of love on this planet, a divine extension of your creator's love, that you have never been separated from your creator. And we have never been separated, never, not for a nanosecond from one another. We're connected to that same source. My title for this ninth episode um, is The Ego. Friend or foe, can suffering actually serve a purpose? I'm going to ask Danny to put some music. I just love music in the background. And I think that's why we see so much of it on TikTok, people putting music, because it, I don't know, this is the same music I had on as I was just preparing this this week, and it, it um, made my heart smile, so I wanted to have it on today. So I want to start this podcast uh, by saying that, personally for me, I do not desire to identify with any labels today, labels or roles. I am what I am. And I still get caught up in it from time to time, but I'm aware of it today. So while I quote sometimes from the Christian Bible, I also quote wonderful things from the Buddha, Krishnamurti, from many teachers, and from other paths and religions. Because I've found that at the foundation, these teachings are the same. And I also know today that truth is not found in words. Words that we read on a piece of paper, words that are spoken, are used to point us towards our own experience of truth. I'm of the belief that truth is an experience. It's not consonants and vowels strung together. It's a personal, revelatory experience. So that being said, I am using consonants and vowels strung together today a bit from the Christian Bible as they have pointed me, however, toward a personal experience of truth. So hang with me, please. You might be saying, well, I'm offended. I'm not a Christian. I don't want anything to do with that. And you may have all kinds of thinkingness, even about the term of Christianity or the Bible or the concepts associated with those. Well, I don't identify with the label of Christian either. Um, And this may surprise you, but neither did Jesus. And that's a podcast for another time. Um, It's been said that the biggest barrier to finding God is the concept of God because the word means so many different things to so many different people. So if you're one who struggles with the word, I encourage you to replace it. And I'm just going to suggest, replace it with the word love, as in divine, unconditional love. I'm going to try to do the same throughout this podcast. And I want to start with these words that are found, and it's in the book of Romans in chapter 8 that says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us, for the creation waits an eager expectation for the children of God, the children of love, to be revealed. I love the fact that it says revealed in us not to us from some external source, but in us, because that's where that glory and magnificence already is. It's not about someday in the sky, not waiting until we leave this earth, but the kingdom of God, the kingdom of love, what we came to this planet with is in us. We are spiritual beings having a human journey And this journey we are on is a journey of remembering what is and has always been that love is in us, the kingdom of love in us. And we all know the prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And where does it say it? Thy will be done where? On earth, just as it is in heaven. Creation is waiting for us to remember what we are. We had a perfect example in the person of Jesus and human form on this planet. Love's magnificence was revealed in and through him and human form on this planet. He showed us the way, even through suffering, that love's magnificence is the same in us and is revealed through us. After I had my life-changing spiritual experience very early on, I think it was 19, I was 19 years old, and nothing has been the same since then. It has not been easy, and there have been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of learning and still is, but I'll never forget that experience. But after that experience, I I had the entire chapter of Romans 8 plastered on my bedroom wall on one of those, I don't know if you remember the the paper tablecloths that came in rolls that you'd use in catering events. So it was from the ceiling to the floor and had the entire uh, chapter written out in magic marker. And I remember spending a lot of time in that room reading the words that spoke truth to me. I experienced it as Truth. And in that same chapter, you're also going to find one of my other favorite verses that says, and we know that in all things, God, love, works for the good of those who love God. So folks, what is truth for me is that God is not a person, not a form, but spirit, a frequency, if you will, synonymous with divine, unconditional love that is within us in this human form. And so that verse that I just read, we could, we could say it, and we know that love works all things together for our good. I want to take a step back in my life and share a piece of my body of evidence that validates this truth of love working all things together for good, <clears throat> for me. So let me take you back a little bit. I majored in music at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst. I did not graduate. Life happened. I had that spiritual experience, as I was telling you about, that led me to getting really involved in church and Bible study and religion. And at that point in my life, I made a decision not to return to school, but instead chose to get married and begin a family, much to the dismay of my parents' (laughs) and my professors. I worked in retail for a while. I had a job in the mid 80s in a medical office which I absolutely loved. It was the first time that I recognized how much I enjoyed just being available and of service and helping other people. You know, this was back before they had, you know, any certificates that you needed. <laughs> So I learned how to draw blood and do pulmonary function testing and do EKGs and actually read EKGs. And I worked in a a thallium stress testing center for people coming in for heart stress tests. And after being there a little bit, patients would come in, and when they didn't see me behind the desk, they would ask for me. Um, And these were patients coming in, older patients, maybe not so old, but having concerns about their heart. And you can imagine, you know, the, the fear that you experience with something like that. And I remember one lady saying, you know, where's Rick? He always makes me feel at peace. I have goosebumps just thinking about that because it's it's not about what we know. It's just about who we are, who we are becoming. And it just, it was such a wonderful job. But the sad part was it didn't pay the bills. <laughs> And I had babies and family. And one day I ran into a friend who told me about some openings at an electric utility that were paying double what I was making. And that was an entry-level position in this company. And I, I went ahead and I applied. It was some rigorous testing in this. It was a the nuclear industry. So the rig, rigorous testing involved. Uh, and I got the job. Um and I was excited. You know, I'm, I double what I was making. This is going to make a big difference. Well, let me tell you the first several months of that job, this was what I had to do. I was in a records vault. If you've ever been in a records vault, it's just this huge, huge room with these huge fire rated doors, shelves and shelves of boxes and the paper. And you could just smell the paper dust. I felt like every day I had paper mites on me, you know, and, um, My job was to sit at this table, and by the way, this place was all spray-foamed inside, and you had the humdrum of the the temperature and humidity controls going on and all of that. And I'm sitting there at this table, and my job was cutting pieces of paper, of acid-free paper, to put in between radiographs, which were just x-rays of piping diagrams, thousands of them. That was my job. One day, I was in there, and I literally fell asleep. I put my head down for a second on the table, and I was out. I was startled awake by hearing the vault door open. I popped my head up. I had drool on my face. (laughs) And I looked out of the corner of my eye, and it was my boss, and I was sure I was going to get fired. But apparently, he didn't see that I had fallen asleep. I was miserable. I was convinced that I had made a terrible mistake. Well, wouldn't you know it? A job opened up in the company's medical facility. It was a facility on site within walking distance from where my office was currently at. And I had all the experience that fit the job. I just knew this was somehow the plan of the universe It was all making sense. I got in the door of this great company making way better money, and now I was going to get to do what I so enjoyed at a much higher rate of pay. How could it get any better than that? I applied for the job, and I found out a week or so later that it was given to someone else. I was so distraught. I questioned my faith because I was so sure. The ego took over. I was angry. I believed they hired someone less qualified than I was, and all the self-centered thinking that goes along with that, the envy, the jealousy, and and all of that. But I plugged along. I had a family. I eventually got moved out of that records vault, thank the good Lord, and back into my office with other co-workers. And out of that crazy environment by myself, listening to the humdrum noise all day long. So that was a positive change, and I just kept trying to do my best. I was pissed off, but I had a family to take care of. Well, I want to tell you what happened from there, but it's going to be right after we take this brief break from our wonderful sponsor. Are you ready to launch your podcast with ease? Let Audio Alchemy Productions elevate your content with our state-of-the-art, four-camera studio and top-tier audio production. Focus on your message while we handle the rest, from recording to distribution on all major platforms. Whether you're a brand, an influencer, or a storyteller, let's amplify your voice. Contact us at 601-672-6591. And start your podcast journey today. So, let me just pick up. Let me tell you what happened. Um, So, I was back at my regular job and um, continued to plug along. And one year, just a year later... That position that I wanted to be hired for so desperately, so confidently, was sure it was mine that went to someone else that I was so upset about, that position was eliminated and that person was out of a job. I spent a year in on and off suffering in my head of feeling sorry for myself only to see that if I had gotten what I wanted, I would have been jobless. I had something to learn from all that. I had held on, however, loosely to the words I knew that somehow that situation was going to work out together for my good. But now I had factual experience, factual evidence of that truth. Evidence that so impacted my life I remember it like it was yesterday, and am able to recall all the details and get to share it with you. Well, when that job was eliminated, and I was so in awe of what love, God, the universe had done to help me, these words came to me. It was actually a song, but I'm not going to sing it to you. (laughs) Keep in mind that it was written while I was still very much influenced by religion. I was in a Pentecostal church nonetheless. I'm changing it today to replace the word God with love, but it went like this. I quoted the scriptures. I claimed that right verse, but my situation just seemed to get worse. So I got on my knees, I prayed out some more, and I stood up in faith, but love closed the door. I guess you know I was somewhat upset because I prayed and believed for something I didn't get. So I went to love and asked, Love, how come? And I heard, Didn't you ask for my will to be done? It was all part of my will. If you knew what I had to give you in time, you'd know that your prayers were of your will not mine. Surrender. Surrender your will to me. I'll work things together for good. Trust and see. Well, needless to say, love answered my prayer. Now, some might not think it a miracle to share, but I think it is. It's a miracle to know that love cares enough for us to say no. So now when I pray, I can enter that rest, because I ask for love's will, for love knows me best. And if ever again I start to ask why, I will call back to mind this loving reply. It's all part of my will. It's all part of my will. If you knew what I had to give you in time, you'd know that your prayers were of your will, not mine. Surrender. Surrender your will unto me and I'll work things together for good. Trust and see. I'll work things together for good. Trust in me. Well, that job went on to be a 33-year career in the nuclear industry with regular promotions and more than 25 of those years spent in management that more than took care of my family and is still taking care of me today in retirement. You know, Albert Einstein is quoted as saying, you can't fix the problem with the same mind that created it. When I create my narcissistic ego problems because of the way I think, I can't fix those problems with that same narcissistic ego mind. But, but there is another mind. The mind of the spirit, the awakened mind. The mind of the higher self with a capital S that is available to us. Our minds can create for us all kinds of problems and drama through our perception of situations and events. And we attempt with that same mind, the mind of the self with the small s, otherwise known as ego to further bombard the problem with more human effort, more thinking, more force, and that force then just creates counterforce, because that's what it does. We end up with more frustration, more futility of thinking, which just keeps the cycle going. In psychological terms, the ego is the part of the psyche that experiences the outside world and reacts to it. That reaction is also based on our conditioning, our perceptions, what we've learned, experienced, heard, and believed about ourselves and the world from our parents, from preachers, from teachers, the media, our ancestor, culture, etc. I'm sure there are folks here today reacting to my talking about God at all, the Bible, because it's based on what you've experienced, what you've learned, seen, heard, and believed throughout your life. The ego goes into overdrive. At least I know mine does. Thus, my desire to try to tread these waters a little carefully because there has been a lot of injury associated with religion. And it's natural that the ego would be flashing a warning sign to shut it down. Now, I can't show you the ego on an MRI. Although next week, I want to tell you my guest is a, is a doctor. Um neonatologist, maybe she can talk about MRIs, but I can't show you the ego on an MRI. And I often wished I could have an egoectomy if there was such a thing. I even have a T-shirt that says your ego is not your amigo because I was of the belief that the ego was my enemy, keeping me in self-centeredness, judging everything, comparing myself to others, seeing myself as separate from love and from all of you seeing myself as needing to be something or someone other than who I was, to get ahead at all costs, that I was less than or better than, I believed I didn't have a choice as to whether I listened to it and followed its lead. So I wanted it gone. Because I didn't enjoy the suffering it was creating for me. But today, and again this whole life is a journey, evolving Today I see it differently. Today I see a purpose in the suffering it brings about. Now the ego, not only its purpose, is not only in basic survival. I mean, we're not out having to hunt anymore or protect our loved ones from wild animals, and the ego is still there. It's the same ego. It's the narcissistic ego, that self centeredness, when it's on overdrive, what it teaches me about myself. When I find myself isolating, shutting down, or when I've crossed a line and act out in that narcissistic ego, wanting more, getting consumed with me and my, comparing, feeling threatened by the success of others, envious, jealous, thinking I'm better than others or not good as others, talented, not as talented, not as educated. And therefore, what happens? I see myself separated from you, from others, and from love, from God. The suffering in my life, all of it, served and still serves the purpose of leading me to greater surrender, greater awakening, to see myself and to choose love. Which always leads me back to the knowledge that everything is unfolding perfectly, working out exactly as it is intended to work out for my good. Now, whatever you think of the story of Adam and Eve, real or symbolical, it's taught me something. It was initially a picture of glory, of bliss, of the no ego, no thought of self, but simply awareness of the beauty of all of life, profound, infinite love, unconditional love, complete provision, until it wasn't, until ego showed up, the knowledge of good and evil, which Adam and Eve were never capable of handling, and which we are not capable of handling judging everything we lay our eyes on by our thinking, seeing ourselves, as I said, less than or more than, seeing ourselves as separate. We started this podcast with that verse that talks, says that the glory, that magnificence be revealed in us and all of creation is waiting for it to be revealed. All of creation is longing for us to wake up to who and what we really are. Can you believe for a minute that it's possible, even on this earth at this point in time, to live in such a way in thought and in sight that we can experience bliss, that we can see the world in all its beauty, see things differently? This is a journey a journey of remembering, a journeying back to what we were when we arrived on this planet. And it's in us. It's been in us all along. All the love with which we were created, the love that created all of the universe is in us. The ego that would want to keep us separate, fighting for more, for what we perceive to be ours, afraid of not getting, what we want or getting <laughs> afraid of not getting what we want or losing something that we already have can be looked at as serving a greater purpose. The suffering it causes can lead us to surrender, to lay our weapons down. No one likes to suffer, but if we can awaken and be the witness to see a purpose in it, it can lead us to freedom, back to what we truly long for in the depths of our being, to return to the joy, infinite love, freedom, peace, forgiveness, a knowingness of our innocence, a realization that we have just been duped, and can cease fighting anything and anyone. In that verse again, the sufferings of this present world are not worthy To be compared to the glory, the magnificence that will be revealed in us reminds me again of that sand in the oyster that I talked about a couple of weeks back that produces the pearl. As we surrender, as we yield, as we are willing to see ourselves with compassion and patience, we will begin to see the ego soften, suffering will lessen, and the truth of who and what we are, divine extensions of our creator's love on this planet will rise up within us and shine through us we'll see ourselves and others and the whole world through the eyes of love and compassion and our inner glory magnificence will be revealed it has always been there so what does it mean when something is revealed have you ever seen a reveal <laughs> I know the first thing that comes to mind is a gender reveal, but I'm thinking more. You know, you have some new monument or statue or painting that's covered up. So to be revealed is simply uncovered. What was standing in the way, preventing us from seeing something, seeing that thing for us that was always there, that magnificence. It has been removed. So, folks, I mentioned last week, and I'll probably mention a few more weeks, um, is that I've got a couple of books. This is not a sales pitch. I just really want you to um, be aware of them and know that they may help you. Um, The first one, uh, it's available. They are both available on Amazon. The first one is called The Awakened Collective. It's a 30-day mindfulness challenge. And uh, I think it would help you just, if especially if you're just getting started on a mindfulness journey. Um, I think it would be of help. I've also written a children's book called Harry the Hose Remembers His Purpose. And it came from a picture I had in my head one day of this silly little hose hanging out underneath the running faucet rather than connected to it because it was hot and he wanted to get cooled down. He had forgotten his purpose is to be connected to that faucet, connected to that source of that flowing water so that he can serve a purpose of watering the garden and the grass, the yard. And once he was connected, remembered that that's where the greatest joy was found, in giving rather than receiving. So those books are available. And I'm going to ask Danny if you'd put up this shot of where folks can reach out because those uh, those books are also available on our website theawakencollective.org they'll be under my published books a little heading at the top and you'll also find some books from other authors that i have found their works to be life-changing under a tab called my favorite books please check those out i'd highly encourage you to read some of them if not all of them and i'm always adding to those things and join my facebook page the Awakened Collective. If you're watching this now, you're obviously on my Facebook page. But for those of you out there listening to this podcast or seeing this in some other other way, um, join my Facebook page, The Awakened Collective. It's a source of encouragement on this journey. And as always, I would love to hear from you. So that's up there too. There's My um, my email address is rickgregory at theawakenedcollective.com. You can find me on youtube.com at rick.gregory.com in a lot of places, (laughs) just trying to get the message out that you are loved. So if there's any way I can help, please reach out. If you're struggling in any way, um, or if some of these things are resonating with you and you just want to let me know, I'd appreciate the encouragement. Um, You'd really be helping me out. Thank you again to Danny Anderson and Audio Alchemy Productions. I love you, Danny. Again, come join us next week when I will have Dr. Chris Glick, neonatologist, with us. She is an amazing woman with a wonderful story. So until next time, my friends, love and kindness always. Thank you.